Today on the podcast, we're talking about all the things that people should be doing and how to work through this frustration of seeing friends or family make decisions you don't necessarily agree with. Hi, and welcome to Happy Healthy Human Radio. I'm your host, Samantha Attard, coming at you from the beautiful Washington, D.C. I'm an Ayurvedic coach, yoga instructor, and doula, sharing with you all the things I'm learning about and teaching about in my everyday life so we can all find a little more balance, bliss, and confidence. I really appreciate you being a part of this community, and if you do enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, leave a review on iTunes, and share with a friend. Very big, exciting news. The podcast is now available on Spotify. So if you are a Spotify listener and lover, please check out Happy Healthy Human Radio there and give us a follow. Thanks so much. A couple other big, good, fun announcements as we almost, (laughs) I was ready to say as we wrap up the summer. We're at the beginning of summer, but it almost feels like it's getting ready to wrap up uh, because there's been so much going on. It's been moving so fast, but some great events for you to be aware of. And again, truly appreciate if you share with friends and family. First off, I'm going to start teaching prenatal and postnatal yoga over at Nook, which is a beautiful play space that's just opening up in Mosaic District in Virginia. So I'm going to do Friday morning postnatal yoga Sunday morning prenatal yoga every single week starting July 20th. I would love to see you there. I'd love to work with you, with your body. Hopefully get to see and meet your baby because uh, definitely babies are allowed in our postnatal yoga class uh, up until crawling. So please check that out. The information's up on my website or you can go to playatnook.com to sign up. Other events to be aware of. I have an Ayurveda 101 as well as an Ayurveda cooking class coming up at August at Realignment Studio, which is over in Capitol Hill, Washington, D.C. Again, check out Realignment Studio to sign up for those classes. But there's a 101 to just understand the basics of Ayurveda and how to work on starting to balance your doshas or your mind-body type. And then a cooking class to put into practice some Ayurvedic elements to understand what Ayurveda says about how we eat, what we eat, and when. Uh, Such fun classes. Would really, again, love to see you there or, of course, a friend. Last but not least, on my website, I've been updating it, working hard on it, and now have all the information about labor doula work as well as some information on postpartum doula work and the pre- and postnatal yoga links. So check out behappyhealthyhuman.com if you are pregnant or expecting, if you know someone that's expecting or are just interested in learning more about what doulas do because it's not always all that common or intuitive, please go head on over to the website, check it out, and look forward to hopefully talking to you more about it soon. So, whew, I think those are the announcements. Let's get into today's episode. I'm very excited about this one. It's been on my mind for, oh my gosh, many years ultimately, but it's come up a lot in the last week or so, so I wanted to bring it up here. So I'm going to break some big news to you. Uh, Maybe you've experienced this, but that people don't agree with you 100% of the time. And people don't do what you want them to do 100% of the time. We very much have an idea of what we think will make other people happy. We, you know, have our own lived experience of what's worked and not worked in our lives. We do get this nice bird's eye view of seeing the other person's life. And so we say, oh, actually, if you take this job, not that job, or move here, not there, you know, this might might be better for you. It might work out. I could see how this could make you happy. And 
in general, this comes from a really good place that we want to help the other person. We want to stop them from making the same mistakes that we did. Uh, or we just want to share our values with the people that we love. Unfortunately, we don't share values 100%. Unfortunately, people don't always do what we want them to do. And they ultimately don't always do what we think it is that would be best for them. And that doesn't mean that we're right or they're right or we're wrong, they're wrong. It's really not, not really clear and there's no way to predict ahead of time which one of us was right, us or the actual person living it. But ultimately, this creates some dissonance and this creates some discomfort in our lives and our relationships and our days when we think that we have an answer for someone and they're not uh, technically following through. There's this sense of, oh, if only they realized that we understood what they should do next, right? There gets this, this sense of frustration. And this can be something that um, hurts relationships, definitely can cause stumbling blocks in relationships, and just in general feels kind of bum, bummy. It just, it's just not fun. And so let's talk about the hardest way to go about changing someone. You know, if you were like, oh, if only this person would decide to choose job A, not job B, they'd be so great. You know, what's, what's the best way to change them? Or the hardest way to change them, I should say. Uh, well, actually, that would be trying to change them. Trying to actually tell someone what to do, to try to explain to them why they're not right, to explain why you have their best interests and why you are correct, is probably the least likely way to actually get them to change. Sometimes in cases of power, if you're their parent or an older sibling, uh, or they really trust you, yeah, you might be able to convince them, but it might not be a goodwill convincing. Trying to just tell someone, no, this is what you should do, I know it's best, again, either results in them definitely not doing what you want them to do, or doing it but not really feeling happy about it, not being great about it. They've actually done studies in kids where... Uh, if you give them a bunch of toys to play with and tell them to play with a certain toy, they will like it less than if you just let them play with whatever toys they wanted. So when you tell them, oh, play with, play with a dinosaur, they think that the dinosaur is less fun than if they had just picked up the dinosaur on their own. It's kind of the same deal here. If you tell them you definitely need to do job A and they say, okay, I'll do job A, you're right, you're right. They're not going to actually enjoy job A as much as they would have if they had just chosen it on their own. So the operation of, okay, let me just tell them what to do, likely won't work. Again, at best, you convince them and they just don't like it as much. And at worst, you've made it so that they shut down. You've made it so that they don't want to tell you anything that they're going to do, any decisions that they're making, because they don't want your opinion. They don't want to just hear why their reasoning stinks. We have to remember that other people have a different calculus than we do. Other people do have different values, different motivations, different reasons why to or to not do something. We might not understand this major fear they have that comes along with job A. We might not understand why it's really important to them to... I'm thinking of something that came up recently where we've been working with everyone uh, to get flights over to Malta. We're getting married over in Europe and so we're helping everyone strategize their flights and there was this point where my fiance was saying, I just don't understand why they don't want to take this flight. It's cheaper. It's great timing. You know, there's just one extra layover. And, you know, I said, well, you know, we don't know. Maybe they really hate layovers. Maybe they've gotten stranded in 95 airports. And just that idea of having one extra layover is so fear-inducing 
that they would pay extra money to not have a layover, right? So the, the value is different. And we have to remember that our values and our what is risky to us might not be someone else's values, may not be risky to someone else. What we think of as simple might be incredibly scary. And, and I don't mean that in a weak way. I mean, it just it feels risky to someone else. So step number one, just trying to change someone uh, and just trying to tell them what to do doesn't work, doesn't feel good, and is ultimately sort of inconsiderate to the person that you're dealing with because you don't know exactly where their values lie because you can't know 100% where anyone else's values lie because you are not them. Here is another interesting thing to chew on. Let me know if this has been something that's come up in your life. Often the things that most annoy us about others are the things that we get annoyed at in ourselves. So the things that trigger us in other people make are things that we're still dealing with, the things that there are still dissonance with in our lives. Um, I'll use a old example and then a more recent example from my old life. Old example, like third grade Sam, fourth grade Sam, she would litter. I, I'm not proud of it. I'm not proud of it in any way, shape, or form. But she would be like, eh, no one's going to see me if I just drop this piece of paper. And it's really annoying in my pocket. So if I just drop this piece of paper, I don't have to deal with it anymore. I cannot believe I'm sharing this out loud because it's so embarrassing. But this was how, you know, elementary school Sam acted. I can't remember the exact point that it was. I don't know if it was learning about the way that trash ruined the oceans or, you know, when I started to understand more sense of personal responsibility and societal responsibility. But there became a point where I realized that me dropping trash on the ground was, oh my God, just so inconsiderate, so lazy. Like, I just really hated it. And, and, and just was so dumb. And so I worked really hard to like, I literally had to sit there and have the annoying piece of paper in my pocket and be like, you could just get rid of this. You could just drop this on the ground right now. You don't have to deal with it. And I had to be like, no, Sam, we're going to look for a garbage. It's okay if it's, you know, up a half a block out of our way. You can wait until you get home. Like you can deal with this. You can deal with this crap, right? But of course, as soon as I'd see anyone else littering, oh my gosh my brain would go into this whole big diatribe about why they were the worst person in the world, right? Like, oh my God, I saw that person littering. I am not going to be their friend. I cannot believe that they do that. This is awful, 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 blah, 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 blah. They shouldn't do that. They shouldn't do that. Where did it really come from? It came from the fact that I was still working on the same issue myself, right? It came from the fact that I was still trying to understand you know, why I was called to litter and how I could stop that in myself. That's why I was so annoyed in it in other people. That's the elementary school example. For my current example, this annoyance comes up when people start talking about how healthy or not healthy food is. And this is my own, um, my own, my own shit. It's really my own shit. That when people start talking about if this food is healthy or not, not only does it get me into like this conversation of when I used to think a lot about whether food was good or bad, but also because I get really uh, embarrassed or um, I, people, you know, always look at you when you're a nutritionist and they always apologize for what they're eating. And so if anyone talks about like, oh, this is healthy. Oh, this is bad. Like I'm afraid everyone's going to stare at me and then ask me if I think it's a good or a bad food. And so, you know, me getting angry at people for talking about how healthy it is has nothing to do with them and has everything to do with me and my comfort in the situation. Fascinating, right? So 
thanks for listening to my two stories about that. But what I'm trying to get at is when we're really angry about decisions someone's making, chances are it relates to the decisions we are making ourselves and how we feel about the decisions we are making ourselves. So here is what you can do. Look at what is annoying you in terms of if you're having a a disagreement with someone or if you feel like they should do something. Ask yourself why it is that you want them to do something different. Is this because of something in your own life or is this truly out of benevolence? If someone's been, you know, dating people that cheat on them every single time and they're dating someone that you already know tends to cheat on people, like it might be worth it to say, you know... I don't know. This guy has been doing that a lot. Do you, do you feel comfortable with the situation? Do you trust him? If you trust him, I trust him. Like that's a slightly different situation than saying you definitely need to dump him. He cheats on everyone. Right. Um, except that the person may have a different value system than you. They might have a different balance that's making them decide to do things a different way. You can also look at what's unresolved in yourself. So how is the struggle you're having with this other person something that you struggle with internally? And then ask yourself, how can you be a lighthouse? So this is where I, and this is how I uh, personally and then also counsel people to deal with wanting to change someone, is to lead by example. If you want someone to eat healthier, telling them to eat healthier isn't going to work. But what you can do is eat healthy in front of them and show that like you do this because it makes you feel good. Uh, If you want someone to be more upbeat and flexible, be upbeat and flexible. If you want someone to take responsibility, take more responsibility yourself. Model the behavior you wish to see, not only because that's the one way that they might start to understand it and internalize it, but also because ultimately the fact that it's annoying you and someone else means that you find it really important. And so the more that you model it, the better you will feel about yourself and your own work. That makes sense? So let's put this into reality. So let's actually take a moment to think about someone or a situation when it was the last time you said, this person should blank. Whether it was that this person shouldn't be littering, whether this person shouldn't be talking trash about someone, whether this person should be choosing that other job or doing something a certain way. What was the last time you said, this person should blank? And bring yourself into that moment. So really envision that person either doing the action or telling you about what they're planning and be in that moment where you have this trigger where you're just ready to say, no, 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 this is what you should do. Or you want to give advice or you want to tell them what to do. So be right there in that moment. And then when you say, you know, this person should blank, whatever it is that you think that they should do, Ask yourself whether that's true for them or true for you. Is it true that they need to spend less money on tickets and have an extra layover? Or is it just that that's what you value? Is it true that they need to take job A or is it true that you need to think about the jobs you're choosing? Is what you're thinking true for the other person Or is it true for you? In fact, what does this frustration teach you about your own values? What does it illuminate inside of your own body and mind?
Last but not least, how can you lead by example? So if you want to do, if you want them to do something specific, how can you model that behavior? How can you let that certain behavior be in their world, even if you're not trying to make them do it? When you start to give yourself what it is you want to receive or give yourself what it is you think other people should be doing, you feel a fullness and you become a little less attached to what everyone else should be doing. They can live their lives and you can live yours. And in fact, your relationship deepens because you don't need to change them in order to love them. You can be present to what is going on in their life, in their values, in their body. It's a good one, right? Kind of crazy. This is one, you know, the sense of changing people or wanting something different for people. I feel like it comes up again and again and again in our days and our lives. And often I think a lot about, you know, when we tell ourselves what we should do and we should do this, we should do that. But there's some fascinating lessons to be learned by the shoulds we direct at others. I would love to hear your responses to this episode or any other episode. Send me a message over on Instagram at BEHappyHealthyHuman if you want to share what this uh episode or these exercises have taught you about the shoulds that show up in your life. Thank you so much for being a part of this community. I am sending you so much light and love and that light in me, it very humbly bows. So the same light in you. Namaste, friends.